Hello, hello, my friends. Sonia here with Fresh Approach Fitness, a wellness company. How are you today? You know, another week has gone by, and I don't know about you, but so much changes in between point A and point B, right? In every period of our life, this happens. So today's episode is very fitting. We are December 6, 2021, and yes, I know I date stamp most of these. It's just helpful. It's helpful when you are catching these in the future or whenever you do listen to these podcasts to have an idea where we're at in terms of a date and time. Well, not time, but a date. So coming off a long weekend, or not a long weekend, um, another weekend is what I meant to say. And I don't know about you, but I did a bunch of different things this weekend. I did a vendor show yesterday, um, getting my books out there and showing people a little bit more what I was um, capable of producing this year and writing and creating. And on Saturday, we did some stuff around the house. And what else did we do? Wow. I can't be the only one that doesn't always remember what we did two days ago. That happens at this point in life, right? When you're in your mid to late 40s, early 50s, that time period. I'm in my late 40s myself, 48. And most of the times, time goes by so very quickly that I don't stop to track at all. I just kind of summarize what it is that we've done. And I know I'm not the only one. So here's the thing. Today's podcast episode is all about slowing down. Because in a world that seems to get busier and move faster all of the time, I'm going to be sharing with you some tips and practical strategies that you can start using today to help you slow down and enjoy more life. And really, that's what it's all about, is enjoying more life. Because it's going by way too quick. Way too quick. And normally when we slow down, it's because we're forced to slow down. Think about that. We crash and burn on the weekends if we're working full time and living our life with our families and trying to move the needle along our personal goals. We typically crash and burn more often than not. And I know this from the clients that I work with all of the time. This is the number one cause is doing too much and then doing too much at once. We can definitely have our cake and eat it too, my friends. We just don't necessarily need it all on the exact same day. We don't need to be conquering all of our goals the exact same year or in the exact same month. We can spread it out and enjoy the journey. Because this world, especially as we're, and then I know the world is all over the place. Some people are heading back into reality. Some people are still where they were a year ago, a little bit more reserved and at home with COVID. And some people don't know what they want. And sometimes transition and change is forced upon us. We're not expecting it. We know we want it, but yet jumping back into what we really want isn't exactly happening as quickly as we would like. That's all the period of transition. And I know, I know, I can see it from here. You're nodding your head like you get it. You know, whether this is a forced change or a change that you've taken on yourself or you just are ready for something more. So let's imagine, just close your eyes for a second before we go too deep in today's today's podcast. And just imagine for a second that cottage life I'm working towards. And you've heard me say that I dress as if I'm at the cottage. I choose coffee cups every day for my future life as if 
that is going to be the hardest choice I have to make that day. And that's how I know I've made it, right? That's my coffee cup analogy. When I choose my coffee cup of the day, how I know I've made it is when that is the hardest choice I have to make that day. Very fitting for me. And then it's that life of the cottage where we're relaxing, we come and go as we please, our schedules, our own, our weight, our health. It's all in balance because we have all of the time in the world to take care of what's important, which is our, our weight. We've got the financial, the financial component coming in through elevated finances. So we don't need to worry about that. And so we've got elevated finances, balanced health, and time freedom. So now what are we going to do with all of those things? What? Right? What are you going to do with your time now that you've reached all of those things? So just picture yourself at the cottage. And it's not just... So it's a weekend, right? So you're coming there, you're unwinding, you're doing whatever you can to relax and have fun and unwind for the weekend. But next thing you know, you're able to stay for the week. Well, slowing down looks a little bit different now when you have more time to do it, right? Now, keep that same vibe going. But now you're able to stay there for a month at the cottage. Don't worry about the cost because remember, finances are not an issue. Your health isn't an issue. It's your time. It's like your perfect retirement or your perfect weekend, but now it's extended to a month. Throughout that period, there's going to be times of restlessness and boredom. You have slowed right down. You kind of did everything that you wanted to do over that weekend because you thought you only had that one weekend. And that weekend led into a week, and that week has led into a month. Wow. Imagine the feelings that are going to happen when you have all the time in the world, at the space that you want to be in, with or without people, because, you know, I'm not saying that you've invited anybody. I'm not necessarily saying you're by yourself. It could be your family. It could be solo. It could be a group of friends. But the intention here is slowing down looks much different over the course of a weekend when you're forcing yourself to relax than it does over the course of a month, Right? That feeling comes with a lot of obstacles in between point A and point B. And some of those obstacles we're going to talk about today, but some of the mindset that's going to stand out the most is boredom, restlessness, mindfulness, feelings that we don't normally get to indulge in, so we don't know how to handle them. And this is why slowing down is so important. You know, as we age, we still have more and more to do. It just looks differently. It completely looks differently. You know, if you're fortunate enough to have a family, their responsibility comes to your shoulders and your plates at the right time. And it could be as simple as more conversations with them or hanging out or going to visit them more. But they need you more. You know, if you have a younger family, you're still involved. You're still doing a lot of things. If you're working, if you're not following your dreams and your passion, that's going to be taking a chunk and some time away from you right? I know I don't need to go on because I'm going to lose you in the details of just thinking about those things. And that's not what we're about today. So today we're going to talk about why slowing down is so important. And it's important now before you get to that crash and burn stage. You already know what that crash and burn stage feels like because you come home from your, you end your day, whether you're coming home from work or whether you're done your, your whatever needs to be done throughout the day. And it's the end of the evening and you go to sit down on the couch and you fall asleep. Like you literally crash and burn. How many times have you done that? Yeah, I know. Sometimes I don't last a TV show at night and I only normally watch one TV show at night. 
But, you know, it is a standard of life that we have grown accustomed to living in the fast lane. But what's it doing for you? Honestly, are you able to stop and check your pulse? Are you able to keep up with everything that you are expected to do, let alone what it is that you personally want to do? So in a world that often feels more fast-paced, busier, and more hectic than ever, because it really does, it really feels more hectic than it did pre-COVID, as far as I'm concerned. Um, And a lot of the clients I coach with feel the same way because they are expected to make up for a lot of lost time, lost revenue, lost this, lost that. Um, And a lot of the companies out there, and again, I'm hearing this from a client's perspective, their tolerance for overwhelm, their tolerance for people being sick is more and more thin because they had to give up so much because of forcing shutdown, right? So from a business perspective, their tolerance level has changed. Some are more acceptable, some aren't. In my experience, when I'm working with clients, most of them are not as acceptable as they were. So that pressure to do more and to expect a lot out of people, let alone what we're expecting out of ourselves is continuously increasing where you need to do more just to keep up, let alone catching up. Catching up is completely out of the equation, right? The trouble is sometimes we spend so much time and energy trying to keep up and fit everything into our days that we can't even enjoy them. We know this is true. Because we spend Monday to Friday doing what needs to be done and we crash and burn. And in most cases, we're only living for those two days on the weekend. You know it's true. You know it. So slow down to enjoy life more. If you find yourself feeling overwhelmed, frantic, or like you're always rushing from one thing to the next, learning how to slow down may be exactly what you need it might mean that your life is going to look different. And that's okay. Different isn't bad. When you intentionally slow down your days in your life, it helps you become more present and mindful in your days. And even better, when you're not rushing from one thing to the next or struggling just to keep up, life can be a lot more enjoyable. A lot more enjoyable. Even if things don't seem to go your way. Those moments roll off your shoulder. They really do. Because you're, you're learning, you're coming to, from those, from a different perspective, right? It's a completely different perspective than when you're rushing for getting things done your checklist. When you're rushing for those goals, when you're rushing to get through your day. It's a completely different perspective. Even if things don't go your way and you're not getting your desired outcome, it can still be a lot more enjoyable because you are a lot more mindful. When you're a lot more mindful, you pick up the values that you're to learn from there. So let's jump right in and talk about how to slow down in a world that values busy. Because learning how to slow down is not easy. It takes intentional effort to resist the society norm that busy is better or that being busy equals productivity and importance. Choosing to slow down instead is a conscious choice. Maybe you're ready to slow down, but don't exactly know how to do it. How are you going to get out of the fast lane and embrace a slower pace of life? Okay, 
So learn how to slow down in a simple, stress-free way. And that's exactly what this podcast is going to do for you today. So I'm going to share with you 20 simple ways to help you slow down and enjoy life more. They're simple and practical to start slowing down and simplifying. Here's the key. Simplifying your life. Little tips that can be implemented today. Not just tomorrow, but today. The point here is to keep it simple and stress-free. Don't put any pressure on yourself. And don't try to do everything that I'm going to share with you. Start by trying one thing and then another and add more when you're ready. Because over time, these suggestions of ways of slowing down are going to become ingrained in your life as part of your daily routines and your rhythms. And it's going to help you live a more slow, intentional, fulfilled life. One that you enjoy. And it starts here. Before we jump into the 20, I'm going to give you a couple of tips to help you think differently before we get there. Why rest and recovery are vital. So stop for a second and think about any time in your life when you've gone through any major type of transition. A divorce, maybe graduated from school and going into your job, um, perhaps a loss of a job or a loss of a loved one, right? Some pivotal moments where there's been transition in your life. Rest and recovery are vital. In essence, you need to grieve. And it's going to look different for everybody. Most people jump from job to job, right? As soon as something happens at one job, they will go out of scarcity and find another job. They're not taking the time to rest and recover. When we're trying to accomplish our goals, taking breaks can seem counterproductive. If you have the energy and motivation to push yourself further, why not go for it? Right? That's what most of us do. We're, we're in action. We don't want to put ourselves in inaction. But the problem is with pushing yourself too hard is that you will eventually crash. It simply isn't sustainable to live your life without ever taking a break. So by allowing yourself, yourself time to rest, you can avoid burnout. You can also use your resting time to reflect on yourself. And this part is critical. How far you've come to achieve your goals. What could you do differently? When you're always on the go, you don't have time for reflection or growth. So perhaps you just ended a relationship with somebody and you know what you've learned, but maybe you don't know what you've learned or what you like, and it came out as a surprise. If you don't take time to reflect and pause, you're going to jump into another relationship and possibly pick up at the exact same place where you left off in terms of those bad habits or expectations. Or maybe it's a divorce and now you don't know how to date and you're going to be jumping right into being a wife again or a husband again. Taking the time to slow down in this particular area to rest and to pause will help give you time for reflection. What did work? What didn't work? What would you like to be different? This is where the growth happens. Self-reflection is the best thing that you can do when it comes to any kind of transition. It's going to help you discover the most successful person that you can be. And this is going to open the door to the second part, which is unlearning bad habits. It's normal to feel a desire to be on the move. Society ingrains us this idea into our brains from a very, very young age, and it can be hard to unlearn. You know, many kids are in so many different activities, um, piano and dance and this and that when it comes to different types of learning when they're in their extracurricular activities when they're in school 
right? It's almost like we overstimulate our children so they don't know how to be bored. And boredom leads to creativity. Boredom leads to ideas. So first understand that taking breaks and resting does not equal laziness. It does not mean you aren't trying hard enough to achieve your goals either. That being said, even if rest does some, even if rest does sometimes equate laziness, that is okay. Sometimes it's nice to enjoy a lazy day or a weekend. After spending a weekend resting, you might find they're even more productive at work the next week because you've recharged. I did this a couple times this summer. I completely felt like I could do wanted to do nothing. Now, for me, nothing meant reading a book, maybe floating in the pool, or doing nothing meant maybe walking with girlfriends in the trail. Doing nothing means something different for everybody, but it's that whole rest and recharge component. Because as you work on unlearning old habits, you can also actively work to learn new ones. You can start by fully disengaging from work once you clock out of the day. This is exceptionally hard for people that work from home, right? You really need to shut down that computer, have a separate space, leave that space after a period of time at night. That's exactly what I did. Um, and it's still what I do. I have bookends to my day and I have really strict timelines where I am done working. I am done working. And my, some of my clients know that they'll text me after 9.30 at night and I will not respond. And normally my phone is in a different room altogether. Those are super important. Especially if you do any side hustle, anything else after you've worked all day and you've got this time to work at home. You want to fully disengage from work. It's tempting to check an email or respond to a message, but they will always still be there. I promise you, they're not going to just disappear. And the next thing you can do is find activities that make you feel refreshed. You may find that you enjoy taking a long nap on a Saturday afternoon, or perhaps you shut off your phone for a few hours and enjoy a book or a TV show. Even as you take a break, you are still actively working towards your goals and achieving progress. So go back to that cottage life that I want so much. It's not the cottage life I want. That's just what's next for me in my stage. Not that I want it so much. It's my goal, right? So, yeah, that is a huge, huge, huge element of slowing down. doesn't mean I'm not working from the cottage. I am. I'm doing more of what I love. Same thing in my day-to-day now. I'm doing more than what I more of what I love. I'm cooking for my family. I'm being creative in the kitchen. I'm hanging out with my grandson. But it means on those times I'm not doing those things, I want to move the needle when it comes to my business so I can continue to do those things. It just looks different. And this is what slowing down is all about. Because here's what happens. The toll that constant activity takes on your body. When you're always on the go, you may feel energized at first. Over time, you may begin to experience burnout and most of us will experience burnout in our life. Hence the amount of stress leaves that's going on right now. Hence the amount of mental health work and activity that needs to be going on right now. You may no longer feel the same drive that you once did and you wonder if you've made the right choices along the way. You may even begin to notice physical changes to your body and this is key. When you avoid taking breaths and resting throughout your life, throughout a period of time, you may find it harder to sleep at night. You may experience changes in appetite 
and new or worsening aches and pains. It's not just because we're getting older, my friends. It's easy to overlook these systems, these symptoms, not systems, but these symptoms because we just think we're getting older. Or for women, we blame it on menopause or hormones or maybe the wrong food that we're eating or not enough activity. Most cases when we're identifying these aches and pains, in most cases, we're finding a way to blame ourselves for what we didn't do. And, and you're right, there are some things we didn't do, but we don't need to own all of this. What we can easily do is make some shifts because we don't want any of these aches and pains to lead to more severe health issues, physically or mentally. The older we get, the harder it is to recover from these things because we're not used to it. We're just not used to it. Great things take time and patience. When you're working towards your goals, it's natural to want to achieve them as quickly as possible. Right? Preaching to the choir here. I know. I'm, I'm a goal crusher. Um, but it's really key to remember that great things to take time. Be patient with yourself in the process. This is temporary. Whatever change you're going through, it is temporary. Don't see it as a stagnation or a downtime. It will shift. It will shift to a point where it's manageable that you can sustain for the rest of your life. You can find the finances to make this new life adaptable. Or this rush life that you're living, you're going to find a way of slowing down enough to make that sustainable. So here's the challenge. is I want you to look at periods of rest as an active part of your process and your progress. Start making little changes and you'll see big results in your mental health. The happiness component. Your happiness will thrive again. Don't let life pass you by without taking a break to enjoy it. Start prioritizing rest and recovery as part of the process and the progress. So ready to dive right in? We're going to talk about 20 ideas to help you slow down. Now that you know why it's important, we're going to talk about 20 ideas to help you slow down and how to create a slower more simple life. And I'm just going to highlight these for the sake of keeping this podcast a little bit on the shorter side, probably within um, the next eight minutes or so. So we'll try to get it to about half an hour today. Um, but definitely, if you want a copy of this blog post, if you have any questions, don't forget to reach out to me. I can support you on this journey of change because that's exactly what it's all about. The money's never going to be there. The timing's never going to be right. But if you don't do anything about change, you're going to be exactly where you are right now, in a year from now, in five years ago, or in five years from now, in 10 years from now, in 20 years from now. And is this really what you want? Is this hurried, busy, crazy, hectic life exactly what you want right now? Or is this the only life that you can imagine because it's the only life that you know? What happens when change is forced upon you? Okay, ready? First one, get outside. Spending time out in nature has been proven to have a wide range of physical and mental health benefits. A walk is as simple as that. Turn off your phone. Technology is a wonderful thing. It makes life easier in so many ways and provides us with many opportunities to be innovative, to connect, and to create, but can also become all-consuming when you're always connected, always reachable, and always plugged in. Spend five minutes a day noticing your breath. I do 10 minutes meditation every day and it's amazing and most of it's breath work. So it's a wonderfully simple way to slow down 
and to take some time to sit and to notice your breath. Noticing your breath is a form of meditation, but meditation itself does not have to be complicated or intimidating. Take three deep breaths. Deep breathing is another great way to use your breath to slow down, especially when you find yourself rushed, busy, or in a state of overwhelm. Savor your coffee or tea. Taking the time to mindfully notice and savor small moments is huge. Throughout your day, this is going to be a great way to teach you how to slow down. And it can start with choosing your coffee cup. It can start by smelling the coffee. It can start super easy and super small. But when you savor your coffee or you, your tea and you become mindful to the process and every step along the way, it is going to teach you how to slow down throughout the day. And it's going to help you incorporate small moments of mindfulness into your day. Start your day intentionally slower. When you start your day a little bit slower, it sets the tone for the rest of the day. So whether you start your day in a rush, that's going to set the tone. You're going to feel rushed and frantic for the rest of the day. Typically, you're also going to feel two steps behind. So a great way to learn how to slow down is by starting your day a little slower and more intentionally right from the beginning. And a tip here, honestly, set your alarm clock 15 minutes earlier. Or better yet, I don't use an alarm most mornings to wake up. I'm up way before the alarm, and I just went ahead to the next one I was going to share with you. Wake up earlier. Get up 15 minutes earlier so you can start your day off slower. When you get up earlier, not only can you avoid rushing, but you can include things in your morning to help you enjoy your day. You can meditate, journal, read, exercise, or simply have a few minutes to savor your coffee or tea in peace. Cross something off your to-do list. No matter how much you simplify your life, there will always be things that you still want to get done or need to get done, however you label it. But the one way to slow down is assessing your to-do list and getting rid of one thing that isn't necessarily an essential to be done today. So is there anything that you can let go of on your list? Is there anything you can delegate? Remember, I'm not diving deep into these, but I can definitely help you when the time comes. Another point turn off the noise. Sometimes simply turning off the literal noise is all you need to have a breather. So TV, music, podcast, radio, just shut it all down for a few minutes. Light a candle, take some deep breaths, and sit still. I'm not saying you have to do nothing in that space, but sit still and have the silence. Really listen when you're talking to someone. It's another great great piece of mind, mindfulness and slow down. Really listen to what they're saying. Don't be ready for what you're going to say. Just hear them out. Try giving your next conversation your undivided attention. Practice listening to understand, not listening to respond. Very big. Add some white space to your home. So clear the clutter. I've talked about this in other episodes, how do you cluttering can create space and how it helps you with time, energy, and attention. Because you're not searching for things. So having less stuff gives you more time. And there's a whole segment I could go on and on and on about this, but definitely create some space. Add some space to your schedule. If life is busy, 
hectic and overwhelming, a great way to slow down is by removing some of the activities and commitments that make you feel this hectic in the first place. Leave yourself some space to breathe. Take a critical look at your calendar and schedule and see what you can change. You are your calendar and schedule. Definitely, you are. Reshape that. Practice saying no more often. It's an important way to add more space into your life just by saying no. Set your priorities. Having clear priorities in your life is an important part of simplifying your calendar, your time, your expectation, but more importantly, your energy. Clean out your closet, any closet. Start with the front hall closet. Start with a closet. But by decluttering your clothes has a really, really big impact on your life. And the smaller your wardrobe is, it makes getting dressed faster and easier. So you can start your day with less stress and more ease. Practice gratitude. Practicing gratitude is a great way to slow down and find more enjoyment in life. Not only does it help you bring back to the present, brings your time right to the here and now, but it also shifts your mindset into a positive direction. Start a family gratitude practice. An awesome way to practice gratitude is by making it a family thing. Go around the dinner table and talk about what you're grateful for. It doesn't have to be big events or just share with your partner what it is that you're grateful for because a gratitude mindset is contagious. Spend time with the people you love. That's definitely going to bring your life full of a lot more meaning and fulfillment. And it's definitely a way of slowing down because you are in the moment with those friends. Ground yourself through your senses. This is one of my favorite ones. So if you're feeling overwhelmed, rushed, or frantic, a great way to slow down is by grounding yourself through your senses. Think about five things you can see, four things you can hear, three things you can feel, two things you can smell, and one thing you can taste. It's an amazing experience. Eat slowly. You've heard this one before. Today's not the first. Sitting down and eating mindfully is a great way to practice slowing down. Instead of rushing through your meal or trying to read, respond to your emails, savor every single bite that you take. Put your fork down in between each bite. You ready? Here's the last one. Do one thing at a time. Very few people can multitask effectively. So usually multitasking leaves you feeling rushed, frazzled, stressed, and you're not doing any of the tasks particularly well. Do one task at a time. So what do you think about slowing down, simplifying, and enjoying more life? These are just some of the ways you can work on slowing down so you can enjoy more life. Whenever you're feeling stressed, rushed, overly busy, or simply overwhelmed, practice any of these 20 things that I shared with you today. And before we hop off, what is your favorite way to slow down when life feels busy and hectic? I would love, love, love to hear from you. Just tell me what it is. What are some of the things that you implement for slowing down? It's it's a crazy, crazy world out there. And the best thing that we can do is take care of ourselves. The best way we can do that is put ourselves into alignment and slow down. So I look forward to hearing what you do. What are some of your trips and trips, tips and strategies um, for slowing down? And definitely share this episode with anybody who you think needs it. And if you like it, please like, share, comment, 
and help me spread the love. My contact information will be on this post. Make it a fantastic week, my friends.